I recently heard a really great analogy about goal setting from Dr. Andy Galpin, who's a professor of kinesiology at Cal State Fullerton. And it goes a little something like this. Imagine you're in an unfamiliar location and you need to get to a grocery store. However, you don't know where a grocery store is or a route to get there. So you hop in your car and you just start driving randomly trying to find a grocery store. You make turns until you hopefully eventually come across a grocery store, which you probably would because they're pretty prolific and all roads lead to a grocery store, right? But is that the most optimal way to find a grocery store? No, of course not. The most uh, most optical, optimal direct route would be to look up the location of a grocery store map the route from where you are to where that grocery store is and follow that path, right? The same thing goes for goal setting. And I often do this where I um, maybe have an unclear goal in mind, but I have this really great plan or path to, uh, to get somewhere, right? I have this system and it's really exciting. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about systems for goals later, but, um, that that's not really effective if we do not have a destination in mind. Likewise, if we have a destination, but we do not have a tool for getting to that destination, then we are directionless, right? Uh, we just sort of wander and try things until hopefully something sticks and we, we reach a goal. You, you probably will eventually trial and error. Um, but I can tell you from experience, it's not the most fun or the most optimal way to get there. Welcome to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I'm your host, Jacob Moore. I'm a speaker, coach, childhood suicide loss survivor, and filmmaker who left Hollywood to follow my heart of service. I've helped tens of thousands of people find the balance in their life between passion and profits. On the show, I'm going to teach you how to build a trauma-responsive, resilient, and impactful community and organization, all without burning out. Let's get started. So let's bring this to what we're talking about today. Specifically, with relation to this podcast and who you are as a service leader, we want to talk about goal setting um, in a sustainable manner, meaning uh, that we want to avoid burning out, overwhelm, running out of resources, or having a an inefficient route to get to our goals. We want to be able to fix burnout through the alignment of our goals. So we're going to talk about three areas today uh, in order to do that. The first thing uh, that we're going to learn today is determining that optimal route to your goal or goals. And we've talked a little bit about this in a previous episode, um, but we're going to dig into it a little more. Uh, the second thing that we're going to talk about is understanding if your goals are aligned with your wellness needs. 
Uh, this is a really important part that I think we often skip over because it's not fun. It's not sexy to talk about our needs. It's a, a lot more fun to talk about goals, right? Like I want to make a million dollars. I'm going to be a millionaire. Like that's exciting. That's something that I, it's like, that's cool. But to talk about, you know, what my needs and, and perhaps, um, you know, where, where I'm, you know, have to, have to kind of set boundaries in place. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not fun to talk about, but it's so necessary. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into this step and I would encourage you not to skip over it. The third thing that we're going to talk about today is identifying um, any potential roadblocks, or as Dr. Galpin puts it, the defender that will stop you from reaching your goals. Uh, so determining the optimal route, understanding if your goals are aligned with your needs, and then identifying those roadblocks that'll stop you from reaching your goals. Why is this important? Major goal setting without considering your wellness needs, it's not sustainable. You must know your abilities and your limitations. Plus, you have to consider the X factors that life will invariably present to you in order to truly reach your goals in a sustainable healthful way. So you need to know your abilities, your limitations, and the potential pitfalls that life will throw at you along the way. So let's dig into this first topic. The optimal optimization of a route to your goals. Now, this is actually the third episode about goal setting that I've created. I, I, I didn't intend to do that. Um, but as I've dug deeper into it, I've, I've uncovered things and it's just become necessary to now have this third episode about goal setting. Um, perhaps I, I did not plan my route in the most optimal way, <laughs> but here we are. I'm learning too, folks. Um, so in the first episode about goal setting, we talked about this idea of the marathon mindset, um, creating goals that have your lifeline in mind, uh, your values, what your legacy is, what you want to leave behind for you know your family, for the next generation, and really doing that work necessary to making sure that your goals are truly aligned with your heart. If you have not listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back. Um, and, and it's really a focus and mindset and um, putting yourself in the mental space to be able to create goals um, in a way that that really, truly resonates with you. This uh, last episode on goal setting, we uh, dig into smarter goal setting and smarter is an acronym. It stands for uh, specific. The M is measurable. A is attainable or actionable. R is relevant um, or realistic. T uh, stands for time. 
goals have to have a very specific timeline. Otherwise, uh, we do not have the motivation. Um, so we talk about these lifelong goals, but we have to assign timelines um, to that or else it's, it's too ambiguous, right? Uh, the T, um, or rather the uh, E, um, smarter, um, is for evaluate. Um, so we need to be able to evaluate those goals. Um, that's in a specific measurable way. And R is for readjust, readjust for those things that uh, inevitably will come up in life. So if you haven't listened to that episode on goal, goal setting, I would encourage you to go and uh, listen to that one uh, as you're going through this process of goal setting. Um, when we go through, you know, you, you'll kind of can kind of look at it as a funnel. We're first starting out with these big ideas, these lofty goals, then we're getting more specific with it. Now, in this episode, we're really digging into that idea of what's, what's actually possible. What is possible for you, given your abilities, given your limitations, and being honest about that. This is not a place for ego. And let me tell you, this is not like a, a fun process necessarily. Goal setting that's fun is like, hey, I, I want to be a tech startup billionaire. And I want to have that Land Rover Defender, that, that classic Land Rover Defender that I've always wanted with those those uh, in, inward facing seats in the back, those bench seats and the skylights. And I want it to have, you know, a little lift on it. And I just want to be able to take it off-roading. That's, that's all I, like, I would love to have that vehicle. It's a very specific goal. And that's a fun goal for me to think about and to talk about. For me to bring reality to that and say, uh, well, what does that look like financially? Um, can I afford that vehicle? Can I afford the maintenance on that vehicle? Does my lifestyle as an entrepreneur, as a new dad support having a vehicle like that? Does it make sense for me? Does it make sense for the environment, right? To get an old school vehicle with, um, you know, not, not great emissions. Is that responsible thing to do? Um, I don't know. When we start to really dig down into understanding if our if our goals are aligned with our needs, especially when it comes to wellness, uh, which can include financial wellness, then um, it, it's just it's not as it's not as exciting, right? I would really encourage you, despite it not being fun to go through this process, go through that process of really determining if those lofty lifelong goals that you have are in fact possible, reasonable, then look at those optimal routes to get there. Use that smarter 
goal acronym and dig into those specifics. And uh, by the way, there's a resource that I linked in the last episode that, that, um, gets you, uh, really a, a workbook into goal setting. So, uh, please check that out. Now we have to ask ourselves, what's the intersection of goals and needs? I want to point out here that multiple goals are going to necessitate a bigger strategy and something to point out the more goals that we have, or the more complex goals that we have, the more challenging they're going to be to accomplish. So having one specific goal with a very clear timeline, set of parameters, understanding each specific step is going to be a lot easier to accomplish than very complex goals, right? So if I want to be a tech startup billionaire, well, there's a lot that goes into that, right? It's not just happenstance. It's not just luck to accomplish a goal like that. I mean, there's, there are many, many steps in between, right? But what I want to talk about is whether or not a goal like being a tech startup billionaire is really truly aligned with your wellness needs. So how do we determine what our needs are? Well, uh, I've created conveniently a system called the five bridges, uh, which is a wellness plan that helps you really understand uh, your lifelong strategy for your needs. And it evolves and changes as you do. Uh, so the five bridges is a pretty simple construct. Um, it's really a, a framework to help you understand your needs. Uh, this is of course, not the only system out there. There are lots of different systems, um, but I'm, I'm going to use five bridges for an example of determining needs. So the first bridge, um, well, actually, before we get into, um, the bridges themselves, we do a little bit of pre-work, uh, what we call clarity, understanding truly what um, our needs are um, from the sense of, um, you know, what we want our lives to feel like. Well, that's not really quantifiable, but it's, it's necessary to kind of build that picture of, you know, the, the, the way that we want our lives to feel. So, if we say, you know, I want to have a long, healthy life. Um, I want to be able to grow old and to do so in a healthful way to have energy, to have my mental faculties, to, to be able to stay active. Um, that's, that's, that's a goal, right? That's something that I, I can see very clearly what that maybe looks like in my mind, but, um, how do I, how do I quantify that? Um, well, when we start to drill down into it, I can say, well, um, that means that if I, you know, if I trip and, uh, stumble, I can catch myself, right? I have enough strength. I have enough agility to be able to not fall down and, and break bones. Um, 
I have enough energy to be able to, you know, stay awake for a full day or to be able to, you know, go to dinner or, you know, hold a conversation, play a game of backgammon, apparently, um, with, you know, with people, um, and, and to have the energy that, to sustain that. I want to be able to remember things from my youth. I want to be able to remember the, the people around me. Um, and once I understand those more specific goals, then I can start to put in place practices and protocols that will keep me agile at a sustained energy level and keep me mentally sharp and focused. Great. So you're, you're starting to see, um, you know, some of this pre-work for, um, for, for understanding your wellness needs and, and your goals related to them. Um, so now we can talk about the five bridges. Um, so the first bridge is bond and bond is how you connect to the people, places, and things that provide some type of support to you, i.e. your sources of strength. So bond is both uh, a noun and uh, a verb. Um, it is both what we connect to and how we connect to those things that support us. Notice I'm not talking about um, only people. Uh, I'm also talking about uh, places talking about things, um, which can be animate or inanimate objects like, you know, a dog. Um, we can bond to, you know, a, a, a space. It can be a home. It can be nature. It can be a, a church. We can bond to words, to sacred texts, um, to objects that are meaningful uh, or hold some sort of a value for us. So bonds um, can really mean a lot of different things. And in the process of, of the five bridges, we determine um, how to bond in a healthy way by creating boundaries, managing expectations in relationships, um, understanding you know our needs um, versus the needs of um, who or what we're bonded to. And it's a, a lot of really fantastic work um, in, in just developing relationships with ourselves and with others. Um, so how this relates to this idea of goal setting and avoiding burnout, um, a quick example is if I have a goal related to my professional work and um, I'm working in a, you know, toxic environment, or, or maybe it's not toxic. Maybe it doesn't have to be that extreme. Maybe it's just an environment that is not, um, supportive as supportive of my well-being as I would like. Um, I don't have the time or space to, you know, de-stress to take care of myself. Um, perhaps that environment is not conducive to, whatever goals I'm setting, right? Um, understanding how your support systems, um, how um, having 
you know, accountability can impact your goals is really important. The relationships in our life can really set us back if they are not uh, in alignment with who we are um, and can even prevent us. So that's, you know, one of those roadblocks that I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, and the way that we bond and, and what we bond to can either help or hinder us. The second bridge is fuel and fuel is anything and everything that goes into your system. So of course this includes food, um, beverages, supplements, things of that nature. Um, but we also include, um, anything that can come into your system through any of the five senses. So that could be things that we see visually, things that we hear auditorily, um, things that we breathe into our system, um, skin contact or things that we absorb through our skin. All of this is a form of fuel, right? Um, fuel we define as um, something that has um, a reaction inside of our system, right? So we see something violent uh, on TV and perhaps it stays in your mind. It gives you nightmares or in a worst case scenario, it's something that we act out later on, right? That's a form of fuel. Having, um, you know, negative conversations that include, you know, gossip or some sort of toxicity, that's a form of fuel. Um, understanding how every form of fuel that comes into our system affects our system, affects our ability to function optimally is a really important piece of wellness. In the five bridges, we dig deep into this idea of fuel, um, not only determining, you know, what our, our current fuel list is, but, um, what do we want it to look like? What shifts do we need to make, um, in our fuels in order to feel the best that we can absolutely feel in our lives? Well, how, how does this impact goal setting? Well, of course, if you're not feeling optimized, if you're not feeling energetic, if you, um, uh, are dragged down by, you know, drama and negativity, then how able are you to focus on your goals? Not very, right? So uh, understanding if your, your wellness is, um, is really in a place to support your goals, but likewise, is your goal going to be detrimental to your wellness in some way? So take the tech billionaire example. If I am, you know, just hustling, hustling, hustling to make money, uh, and I'm eating, you know, fast food all the time because I don't, you know, make time to have proper meals, then perhaps that lifestyle of being a tech billionaire is not supporting my overall wellness. The third bridge is move and move is what you do with your body, your kinesthetic output. So of course this includes uh, physical fitness, mobility, stretching, you know, things of that nature. Um, but we go deeper and we include, um, both the autonomous and semi-autonomous movements that happen in our body all the time. Breath work, things like digestion, uh, our circulatory system. Um, the, um, what am I missing? Um, our, uh, are uh, the electrical impulses that are going through our body all the time through our neurological system. Um, 
blinking. Um, all of these things are happening. They're forms of movement that happen in our body all the time. And of course, um, some of them we can control directly. Some of them uh, we uh, control or we impact indirectly, right? So um, movement, I can choose to move. I can choose to walk or to run or to exercise and to you know take care of my body in that way, um, to increase endurance, to increase strength. Um, and uh, some of the things, some of the movements that happen in our body are determined by that external movement that we choose to do, but also by the fuel that we put in our system, right? Because if I'm fueling my body in a way that um, gives me energy, then what's happening in my body? If I'm fueling with things that um, help my system, you know, keep my cholesterol levels down and keep my heart healthy, um, then you know, that fuel impacts that form of movement, digestion. We all know how, um, having a, you know, a stomach ache or something of that nature can really impact our, um, ability to focus or to, you know, work on a specific goal. So, uh, movement is very far reaching and, um, we, we really look at, um, movement in a holistic way. And of course, how it's connected to the other bridges. This feeds right into, you know, this idea that if, if our goals are set that inhibit us from having movement in a sustainable way in, in our lives, then perhaps that goal is, needs to be adjusted, right? So if I'm a, I'm that tech startup billionaire, um, or aspiring one, then, um, you know, is that lifestyle going to let me move my body um, in a healthful way where I can maintain that agility, that stamina, that mental presence that I want to when I'm older? You see how the intersectionality of these start to become kind of kind of complex, but we have to have these checks and balances in place. Now let's move on to the fourth bridge, which is rest. So naturally after movement comes rest. Rest of course includes our sleep hygiene, but we go deeper than that to look at uh, many forms of rest, um, including uh, things like stillness, um, mindfulness, meditation, or longer forms of rest like, um, like retreat or sabbatical. Understanding of our goals are going to allow us to, you know, or interfere with the rest that we need. Um, not just our ability to get, you know, the rest that we need at night, but our ability to take breaks and rest throughout the day as well, or through the week, or, you know, can we take that time um, to really unplug on a regular basis, whether that's monthly, quarterly, annually, um, to really get a fresh start and a new perspective. The fifth and final bridge is give and give is your positive output. This is how we energetically contribute back to the world, to the universe that is supporting us in so many ways. Um, give is the highest form of wellness. Um, and you'll notice that it's, uh, it comes last in this list because 
Um, we build ourselves up through our bonds, through fueling, through moving, through rest, so that we are able to give in a sustainable way. And oftentimes this is uh, interlinked with our lifelong goals and our values as well. So if a goal that we have does not allow us to give in a sustainable way, uh, then perhaps there's you know something we need to adjust there as well. Now, of course, like I said, Five Bridges is just one construct, just one set of you know wellness uh, protocols. But um, having some type of measure for your wellness, being able to quantify that, so you can really look at your goal um, and compare it to each uh, each element of your wellness um, plan or um, program or approach. Um, and if you don't have one, uh, I would encourage you to find one um, because um, randomly, uh, just like the grocery store analogy, randomly trying to hit a, a moving target of wellness is not really uh, going to get you there. Um, you might get it right some of the time, but having a clear um, goal of wellness and understanding how that's aligned with your, the other goals that you have in your life, um, that that's where we truly, I think, find sustainability and, um, can live that optimized life. And, um, Hey, don't fret if you, you know, don't have a system or you don't know how to determine one, um, there are resources. I'll leave them in the show notes here um, where you can find something that works for you. All right. So let's move on to this um, third and final um, uh, takeaway for this episode, which is identifying the roadblocks that will stop you from reaching your goals, um, both wellness and other goals in life. So um, let's just first, you know, throw out some ideas of um, these roadblocks or defenders that will keep you from reaching your goals or goal. Um, one big one, I think that um, a, a bucket of um, roadblocks would be time management. Um, oftentimes, I think especially people who are service leaders who want to you know do a lot and accomplish a lot, um, take on too much. I know I do. And um, not being able to fully, you know, fulfill um, everything on our agenda or everything on our goals list is um, is, a, is a real problem. Um, and it's not just this sense of like, oh, hey, I, I, I made a goal, but I didn't reach it. And what impact that has on our sense of self or self-esteem. Um, but it also has real world effects on those that we work with. Um, and those who were accountable to, um, I've learned this lesson in a really hard way, uh, by overcommitting and under delivering and, um, and it's led to disappointment and it's led to, uh, people feeling like uh, on my team specifically, like they're not appreciated or like, I don't value the work that they're doing. And, um, it, and it's been a hard lesson to learn. Um, and I, I by no means have you know, mastered it or fixed it. Um, but just looking at my time measure management and really understanding what's reasonable. Um, I, Dr. Galpin said something else, um, in his, uh, his conversation with, um, Dr. Huberman on Huberman lab podcast, which was, um, oftentimes, 
um, you know, when, when you set a goal, um, scale it back by 10%. Um, I think high achievers, especially, um, over, you know, uh, anticipate what they can accomplish. So, you know, set your goal and then scale it back by 10%. So when it comes to time, if you think that something's going to take you, you know, 20 minutes to do schedule 30 minutes, schedule 40 minutes, even, um, to get that task accomplished. If, you know, you have a, you know, something that needs to be delivered in six weeks, um, can you, you know, extend that by eight or can you, you know, give yourself a timeline that's more, more generous or reduce the workload to actually fit into that timeline. So, uh, another, um, roadblock that I, I think a lot of people, um, run into is lack of resources or access to resources. Uh, and this is, you know, I, I think something to really take a look at, um, do you actually have everything you need or have access to everything that you need in order to accomplish your goals? And, um, being an eternal optimist, I often, you know, will say, well, I'll, I'll find that I'll find access to that resource. I, I will create that resource. I, I will make that. And I find myself often in positions where, um, I'm stuck because I don't actually have what I need to take the next step. Had I scaled back a goal or scaled back a timeline and took the time to make sure that I had access to a resource or created a resource first, then when I got to the step where I needed that, well, I wouldn't have hit a roadblock. Um, so this goes back to our, our goal planning, those smarter goals and making sure that we truly understand every step, right? If we have a goal in mind, we need to reverse engineer it to where we are today. If there's a step that we try to skip over, stop, go back and, and really focus back in on every little micro step along the way. I know it's not fun, but it's just so necessary. Um, another roadback block that I think pops up for people, um, is related to accountability or community. Um, not having a person or people that, um, you, you know, have some sort of obligation to, and, you know, and, and maybe that's not in the sense of like, you know, I, I have a deliverable at work that someone, you know, else is depending on, but maybe that's just, you know, a group of people that, you know, you care about or respect and you, you know, have empowered them to keep you accountable. Um, you know, I think mastermind groups are, are great for this. Um, really just, you know, having, uh, people who are like-minded who've got your back and keep you, you know, moving forward to, towards a goal, um, accountability, um, for me is, is huge, especially as, you know, an entrepreneur and someone who, um, you know, doesn't have community outside of community that I create. Um, I need to purposefully seek out, um, people who aren't on my team, um, that can, my peers, um, i.e. that, that can, I can be accountable to, um, another roadblock that, that I think pops up a lot is motivation. Um, and, and I think this goes back to that, um, marathon mindset, um, goal setting, um, from a couple of episodes ago, um, and making sure that your goals are really aligned with your values, that there is a, 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 you know, very large carrot at the end of the stick, um, 
that is keeping you motivated towards a goal. Um, and, uh, you know, the psychology behind goal setting, you know, of course it needs to be aligned with your values. Um, but then, you know, setting intermediary goals and, um, having, you know, uh, built in rewards, um, getting that dopamine hit, um, measuring and, you know, reassessing and evaluating, um, the, all of these steps help keep us motivated. Um, so making sure that you have the proper motivation in place to reach a goal, because if it's not truly something that matters to you, um, and, and it's, and it's a lot of work, what's the likelihood of you actually following through with it? Maybe less than you might, might like, right? So, uh, really, I, I think taking a look at those roadblocks and being honest about them, um, this includes your limitations, understanding, you know, who you are, where you live, what financial resources you have, what your physical health is, what your cognitive ability is. All of these things factor into whether or not you're going to be able to reasonably accomplish a goal and determining those roadblocks. Now, nothing that I'm talking about here uh, has to mean that your goal is uh, not possible or not achievable. All I'm suggesting is that you, it, once you identify a roadblock or a potential roadblock, that is an opportunity to determine a detour, a way to get around that roadblock. And that may mean enlisting the help of someone else. That may be learning a new skill set. That may be, you know, pausing and shoring up resources. There's lots of ways to find a detour around a roadblock, um, but you got to identify those roadblocks in order to, you know, creatively understand how to circumvent them. Right. All right. So um, we'll, uh, we'll end there uh, today, but uh, just to recap what we've talked about, um, you know, first step in this process is to really determine the optimal route to your goals. Um, and, um, that goes back to those smarter goals. Um, take a look at that resource and, and really understand, you know, that optimal route. Don't skip steps along the way. Um, then, uh, the second thing is understanding, um, if your goals are truly aligned with your wellness needs and, um, you know, what's sustainable for you, um, and your needs as just a human being, the third thing is identifying the roadblocks that will stop you from reaching your goals. Folks, if it feels like a lot, if you're feeling overwhelmed, that's okay. It's normal. Take a step back, take a breath, and just focus on one goal at a time. If you want extra support with this process, please reach out to me, to my team. Uh, we have five bridges guides who can help you through the process of goal setting, of really understanding your wellness needs and um, where, you know, the intersection of those exists. We'll leave a link in the uh, show notes for you to reach out and to connect um, in, in case that's something that might be helpful for you. Um, if I could, just before I let you go, I would love to ask you to um, hop over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Jacob Moore and subscribe to this show. That is a zero cost way of helping support 
my work and the work of my team. Uh, by doing that, uh, you help allow us to continue to do this, uh, this show, uh, which is funded, uh, really out of, out of my own budget and, um, having, you know, supplemental support, um, sources of support for that, um, is, is really helpful. And, and YouTube is a vehicle for that. So, uh, I would appreciate you subscribing. Um, please comment, uh, read all the comments, uh, and, um, as you're able share and rate as well. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I hope that you found some impactful takeaways. And if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Share a screenshot on your IG story, tag me, or send me a quick message. This show is for you, so any feedback is welcomed. Hey, and make sure you're also subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you could... Take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and be well.